Today on Locked on A's, Sean Murphy signs an extension with the Braves. That sucks for A's fans, I guess. And then we're going to talk about Seth Brown versus the shift. What could be in store in 2023 with the banning of the shift? And finally, we're going to be talking about the A's signing a pitcher, Drew Rachinsky. Get excited about him. I'm excited about him. You're going to be excited about him. We're going to go over all of that stuff today. Let's get into it. You are Locked On A's, your daily Oakland A's podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. It's time for Locked On A's. Stepping to the mic, it's your host, Jason Burke. How's it going, A's fans? And welcome to episode 513 of the Locked On A's podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I am your host, noted baseball fan, Jason Burke. And on today's show, Sean Murphy signs a six-year deal with the Atlanta Braves. And it was affordable. What are the A's doing? We're going to talk about that. And then we're going to be talking about Seth Brown and his numbers against the shift and when he has also not been shifted and uh, what could be in store in 2023. And then finally, we're going to be talking about new A's pitcher Drew Rachinsky got a good shot at making the rotation because he's making $3 million, which is a lot more. That's like three A's starters from 2022. You got to think he's got a good shot of making the rotation. So we're going to go over all of that stuff today. But before we get into anything, thank you so much for making Locked On A's your first listen of the day. We are free and available on all platforms, including on YouTube. If you're on YouTube, subscribe and like, and please comment below. I love reading everybody's comments. They are all amazing. Um, a lot of you, I would say 20% of you, uh, do the recommended post, which is so good at baseball, so handsome, and uh, it makes me laugh every single time. Thank you. And if this is your first time, uh, welcome. We talk about A's baseball and have fun doing it. So uh, get on the wagon and subscribe uh, wherever you like to hear podcasts, mostly on YouTube. But uh, also Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, all of them. We're everywhere. We're taking over the world. Uh, and you can also follow us on social media at Locked on A's on Twitter and Instagram. I'm by Jason B on Twitter. Check out Inside the A's for more A's news, insight, and analysis. It's the site that I run in affiliation with Sports Illustrated. And uh, you can check out Inside the A's on Twitter and on Facebook at Inside the A's. Uh, fairly straightforward on that one. But let's get into Sean Murphy signing with the Atlanta Braves. It is the second former A that has been traded to Atlanta, who has now signed an extension to stay there forever. Um, so that's that's fun. That uh, the Braves announced that he uh, on Tuesday had signed a deal with them for six years, seventy-three million dollars, which seems very reasonable for a catcher of his caliber. But uh, they so they bought out three years of arbitration, which is why that number feels a little bit low. So they're going to be paying him. $4 million in 2023, $9 million in 2024, and then $15 million for the duration of the contract. So uh, that is that is how that worked. But uh, yeah, we're, I mean, it's like half a million dollars more than he was projected to make uh, in 2023. And then who knows what he would do uh, in 2024. But he's like, yeah, let's take the sure money. And you can't blame him for that. Good job, Sean Murphy. Happy for him. No quarrels with him taking the money. Uh, but dang it, the A's could have done this deal. 
<laughs> that is where it stings a little bit is uh, the, the A's all-time franchise leader in, uh, you know, biggest contract is Eric Chavez, who got his deal in 2004, and uh, that was for six years, $66 million, and according to the inflation calculator, that is a uh, $94 million today. The A's aren't coming close to even matching Chavez's original deal, let alone building in inflation. So th this deal hurts a little bit. I mean, you could quarrel with the return if you want to. I'm I'm doing the wait and see approach. I want to know what the, I want to see what the A's saw and it's Drury uh, Ruiz because that sounds, he seems like a good guy and like a good, like he could be a good player. I'm intrigued. Kyle Muller. Let's see what he does with, like, some actual rope. And, uh, you know, can, can he make the rotation? Can he make a name for himself in this league? I'm intrigued. Freddie Tarnock. Uh, he, he could be a reliever, but he's got some gas. Uh, also, uh, Salinas. He was good. Uh, Roy Bear Salinas. Uh, he's, he could be interesting. He's still in, like, the low minors, but very interesting. And then Manny Pena, obviously, uh, centerpiece of this deal. 35-year-old backup catcher. Love it. Um, so I'm intrigued by all aspects of uh, the trade, but Sean Murphy signing with the Braves to be closer to Matt Olson for longer is nice. He's going to be with the Braves uh, for maybe through 2029. Um, this also comes with a seventh-year option for $15 million with a $0 buyout, which... I don't know who Sean Murphy's agent is, but I feel like they didn't do a good job when there's n literally no buyout. Um, Sean Murphy just seems like a good guy at the end of this deal because he's like, yeah, if I don't, if you guys don't want to pay me $15 million, just don't pay me. It's fine. I'll, I'll hit free agency. No big deal. Whereas like, uh, I'm not saying that Liam Hendricks is a bad guy. I feel like his agent did a great job with this part of the deal. Uh, his final year with the White Sox, he either gets $15 million from the White Sox uh, or he gets $15 million from the White Sox due to a buyout and then doesn't play for them. That's a great contract. Good job, Liam Hendricks' agents, whereas uh, Sean Murphy gets literally no money if he gets bought out of that last deal, So or that last year of the deal. Weird, weird like, team option extension on that one, but, you know, whatever. The Braves get a lot of these very team-friendly contracts, and uh, I want to know how... First off, also they're spending lots of money. They've got like 15 guys locked up as part of their core. So I saw a tweet that uh, Alex Anthopoulos, their GM or president of baseball ops, well, whoever is making the moves, that uh, Anthopoulos is that guy, but I don't know what his title is. That uh, his, his long game is to just lock up the whole 26-man roster so that he can just go on vacation for the next few years uh, and just... Don't, don't bother him. He's going to be on vacation until 2028. So <laughs> I thought that that was funny. And uh, honestly, he probably doesn't have to do a lot. So good for him. Um, he's just trading for guys uh, like Murphy, like Olsen, that, uh, don't, that aren't going to be getting paid by their current team, the Oakland A's. Uh, and he's like, yeah, here, here's some money. I don't get... We're set at these positions now. He's also let Dansby Swanson walk. He's also let Freddie Freeman walk. And uh, he's signed a much a younger core. And I'm intrigued to see how this plays out. Um, well, I don't know. But as a Bra uh, you know, as a, a fan of the Braves, you, you probably got to be fairly excited. I don't know what their depth situation looks like. They're still in a division with the Phillies who are 
spending a lot of money, and the Mets, who have spent all of the money. So uh, it, it's it's going to be interesting, to say the least, in the NL East. That that was nice. <laughs> but yeah, the Braves are they're doing something, and you got to you, you have to kind of enjoy it. But also, I feel like these are a little too team friendly uh, at times. So uh, from a player perspective. Uh, I kind of like what Steve Cohen's doing because he is just shelling money out. He's like, yeah, we, we got a really generational shortstop over here in uh, in Francisco Lindor. He's making a bunch of money. How about we get another one, just make him play third like the Yankees did? Uh, that sounds like a great idea. And uh, it turns out that Carlos Correa may have a wooden leg. Uh, more on that later, but no, not not actually. <laughs> Something's wrong with him, and I'm a little bit worried about Carlos Correa, but it's also Carlos Correa. So, uh, you know, we'll, we'll see what happens, and if he's okay, we can make some jokes. If he's not okay, uh, we'll, we'll make jokes, but nicer jokes. So that'll be how we do that. Um, but back to Sean Murphy. I, I don't know why the A's couldn't have done this deal with inflation again. The, the most expensive contract that they have handed out would have been $94 million. The A's haven't approached like $50 million on anything. They haven't approached the original deal. Why couldn't they have done this deal? Um, maybe, you know, you, maybe not for Sean Murphy because backstops are, you know, they, they can get injured. They can get dinged up. They don't, maybe the, 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 the life of the contract might not have been the best. I understand that aspect of it. But at the same time, they're not doing it for anybody. And it seems like he was affordable and willing to take that amount of money. So that's fun. And uh, the other reason that Sean Murphy seems like a pretty cool guy is uh, he has agreed to donate 1% of his yearly salaries for the duration of this contract to the Atlanta Braves Community Fund. And uh, that's pretty cool, I think. Um, that's like $40,000 and then like $90,000. And then I think... Uh, $150,000, uh, you know, for four or five years. So that's, that's fun. That's a lot of money and, uh, nice on Sean. Good, good for Sean Murphy on that one. But coming up on the show, we're going to be talking about Seth Brown against the shift and seeing, uh, if he could be a legit superstar in 2023, we'll get into that here in a second. BetOnline.net is your number one source for sports betting info, stats, news, and analysis. Get the latest odds and trends for every professional and amateur league out there, from pro football to college bowl season to basketball and the World Cup. They've got it all over at BetOnline.net. If you want to know who won the World Cup, go to BetOnline.net. They've got that info for you. Uh, if you love sports podcasts, and I'm guessing that you do because you're listening to one currently, arguably the best one on the market. L let's just be honest. Locked on A's, best podcast on the market. Uh, true crime, I don't know if we're doing well in the in uh, the, the ratings there, but sports podcast, Locked on A's, number one uh, in Belgium. And uh, you can find sports podcasts over at Bet Online as well. They're always the fastest and easiest way for you to get your betting info. So head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more because Bet Online is where the game starts. Welcome back to the Locked On Ace Podcast. If you guys are enjoying the show, make sure to subscribe on YouTube or wherever you like to hear podcasts because we're everywhere. Uh, make sure to follow us on social media at LockedOnAs on Twitter and Instagram. I'm a by Jason B on Twitter. Check us out uh, at Inside the A's as well, or us, me, I guess, uh, at Inside the A's for more A's news, insight, and analysis. And check out Inside the A's on Facebook and on Twitter at 
inside the A's. But let's talk about Seth Brown and the shift because it's going to be a topic of conversation. Uh, lefties that just hit the ball uh, to let me pull lefty pull hitters, basically. Uh, everybody's going to think that they're going to hit 300 this year, and that's not necessarily going to be the case, but everybody's going to think that heading into the year. And so, uh, what, what could Seth Brown be up to this coming year? I'm intrigued. I ran, or I, I didn't run some numbers. I, I looked up the numbers that were given to me on a website called Baseball Savants. That's what I'm doing here. <laughs> Math. Um, but, I mean, the, the stat guys have done some research already, and they think that, you know, most guys will get a few more hits. Uh, some guys like Corey Kluber, or uh, Corey Kluber, he just signed with the Rangers, that's why I said him. Corey Seager, that's another Corey. Um, they're, they're the new Corys of the 2000s. <laughs> if you're old like me, you understand the Corys. Um, but Corey Seager is probably going to get see like the biggest bounce, which is great because he plays for a division rival. That's great. Uh, oh, and uh, also Corey Kluber signed with the Red Sox, not the Rangers. That was... <laughs> and I mixed up everything about the Corys. Let's just be honest. I, I mixed them all up. Oh, well, moving on. Uh, Matt, Matt Olson is also going to see uh, a nice bounce, apparently. Um, with the banning of the shift. And if you don't know what I'm talking about, the, the banning of the shift is not necessarily banning the shift. It's more so you have to have uh, two infielders on either side of second base. So a shortstop and a third baseman, presumably, on the left side. And then on the right side, you got the first baseman and the second baseman. That is how a, a general lineup will, will happen. But you could also put either, uh, you know, depending on what handed uh, batter you have, you could have your second baseman or your shortstop right above second base so that you're kind of still on a shift, but basically this will limit the like the, the shortstop going and play or the third baseman uh, going and playing like short right field. That's what this will theoretically eliminate. Uh, it doesn't mean that the, the right fielder can just not... There, there's no rule prohibiting the right field from just playing really shallow. Uh, it could go over his head and you can... There's ways to get around this, I think, so I'm intrigued to see how teams operate and, you know, attack the new ban on the shift. It's going to have an effect. I don't know how pronounced of an effect it's going to have. With that all said, let's look at Seth Brown's numbers uh, against the shift and when he wasn't getting shifted and see what could possibly be. Because... One of these numbers is really cool, and I want to tell you about it. But we're going to, it'll be the fourth number I give you. Let's do that. Uh, in 2001, against, uh, w without the shift, with no shift, he was, uh, he had a 251 Woba. Uh, that was, uh, I think, the second worst in baseball, <laughs> which isn't great. And that was no shift. That was worse than Elvis Andrews, who was third worst in baseball ahead of, of Seth Brown. So there's that. That was with no shift. So again, grain of salt. Uh, he, he was a different hitter in 2022 as well. So there's that. Uh, then he was in 2021 when he put up those numbers. That said, not having the shift doesn't necessarily mean that he's going to be a 300 hitter and hit, you know, how you think that a left-handed pole hitter should hit. But against the shift... In 2021, he had a 328 Woba, which is 70 points higher, uh, and that was up there with like your Andrew Benintendi's and your Austin Hayes's and your uh, Ian Hepses, and he was up in there with like some guys that you kind of have, that you have probably at least heard of. Benintendi just signed a like five-year, 80 million dollar deal with the White Sox. He got a he got a good payday, so 
that's kind of the realm that he was operating in when facing the shift. Fast forward to 2022, how did he do? Uh... I'm good at rhymes, I gotta say. Love the rhymes today. Uh, against the shift, he had a 314 Woba, which is just slightly under, you know, his, his high from the previous season. A 314 Woba, which, again, saw him tied up there with Austin Hayes and Luis Renjifo. So, uh, a couple of names. Uh, Renjifo was alright, but, you know, he was... He was a uh, lefty masher, I believe. He, he was really good against lefties, not so great against righties, but I remember him hitting a, a big home run when they, they, he didn't have to against the A's after they, I think they brought in Puck, Mole, they brought in somebody. Anyways, uh, so against, with no shift in 2022, Seth Brown, he had a 393 weighted on base average. And uh, if you want to know how good that is, that is uh, the same Woba, that, or, uh, yeah, the same Woba that Freddie Freeman put up against, you know, uh, uh, total, total, but against no shift, 393 Woba, Seth Brown was essentially Freddie Freeman in 2022, and uh, just for context, how good is Freddie Freeman in his first year with the Dodgers? That was the fifth Woba in baseball, so, I mean, maybe get excited? I don't know. I don't know that that's going to be happening here. I think that it's going to be a lot of different shifting plans to the elimination of the shift. Uh, I think that we're going to be seeing more uh, outfielders playing a little bit more shallow, depending. I don't know, but Seth Brown does have a little bit of power, so we'll see. It's not going to affect everybody equally. I think that he might have a nice uh, first month as teams are adjusting. It's There's going to be a lot of moving parts in 2023, and we're going to be talking about those as we get ready for spring training. But... I'm intrigued. So with, with that in mind, I don't see the A's trading Seth Brown this winter because it doesn't make sense. If if the A's think that he's going to be Freddie Freeman all the way around, shift, no shift, no doesn't matter what, if they think that he can be closer to Freddie Freeman in 2023 with the banning of the shift, his value is going to skyrocket on the trade market. And teams have been asking about Seth Brown. Uh, David Force told us that. Oh, not us. Uh, he told MLB Network that. Uh, and they told us. <laughs> and he, he said that he's been a very popular guy, but it seemed like, and I talked about this in November when, when that discussion happened. Uh, it, it seemed as though, like, it, they're asking, we're not giving up him up right now. I, I think that we got something here with him. And also, he's going to be entering his age 30 season, I think. So he, he's a little bit older, but... It also means he's affordable. Maybe they can sign him for a couple more years and have him through age 35 or something. I don't know. We're going to find out what the plan is long-term for Seth Brown. But short-term, I'm intrigued to see what happens in 2023 because he dominated the second half. He became a father, or I don't know if he became a father. He had a baby. His wife and him had a baby in 2022. Second half, he came back, crushed baseballs. All around the bar, all around the yard. I want to see if that continues into 2023 as well, and uh, see how this shift has an effect on him. But uh, we're going to be talking about Drew Rachinsky, the A's new starting pitcher? Question mark. Probably. Uh, we're going to be talking about him in just a second, and I think you're going to want to uh, stick around and get excited about Drew Rachinsky because there's a comp in here that uh, is enticing. So we're going to get into that here in just one second. Today's episode is brought to you by the NHTSA. 
you're hanging out with some friends and putting back a few drinks. A few becomes a few too many. As the evening comes to an end and people start to head out, you think of calling for a ride. Nah, you live nearby. You can make it home, okay? It's no big deal. What are the odds you'll get pulled over anyway? And even so, what's the worst that could happen? Your insurance goes up? You lose your license? You lose your job? You total your car? You kill someone? Everyone knows the risks of driving drunk. The results are tragic and often deadly. However, that still doesn't stop everyone from getting behind the wheel while under the influence. That's why police officers are out there right now looking for impaired drivers on our roads to save lives. So if you think that you're okay to, after a few, to drive after a few drinks, think again. Play it safe and plan ahead to get a ride. It only takes one mistake to change your life or someone else's forever. Drive sober or get pulled over. Welcome back to the Locked On Ace Podcast. If you guys are enjoying the show, make sure to subscribe on your platform of choice. We're on YouTube. If you're on YouTube and you have not commented, so good at baseball, so handsome, now's your time to do it. Uh, I mean, while you're listening to me talk about Drew Ruchinski, that is your time to do it. Definitely. So uh, do that. Also, follow us on social media at Locked On A's on Twitter and Instagram. I'm at by Jason B on Twitter. Check out Inside the A's on both Twitter and on Facebook so you never miss an article. Uh, it's it's good stuff. I got to say, I got to... The baby's going through some sleep regression right now, so I'm having a hard time getting to uh, the, the writing that I want to do, but I have an article about Dermis Garcia coming up. Uh, I started writing it, and then the baby woke up, so <laughs> didn't finish it. Uh, I got one about that coming up for you guys, and I'm very excited. I also uh, have some some other ideas that should be interesting for Inside the A's coming up here in just a few days, hopefully. Uh, as soon as the baby goes to sleep again, uh, he's been very excited. He had his birthday and then uh, also Christmas. He's been awake at midnight both of those days. So we're having a great time. Hanging in there. <laughs> uh, but let's talk about Drew Rachinsky. What a great lead in to Drew Rachinsky. <laughs> He is a 33-year-old who has pitched the last four seasons in the KBO. The A's have signed uh, for the next potentially two years. Uh, he has a he's making three million dollars in 2023. He has a five million dollar team option for 2024, and he's uh, intriguing. I'm very interested to see how he performs in 2023 coming up. Um, at the very least, he seems like a very durable pitcher, and the A's. Could use another one of those. Uh, they got Cole Irvin. He's been durable. Their second in command, Paul Blackburn. He's uh, he, he missed like not quite half the season, but he missed a, a bunch of starts. James Caprillion going to be starting the season, uh, not in the starting rotation at the very least, if not on the IL, because he's not going to be built up. He had shoulder surgery uh, last month. So uh, th those are the four most like veteran guys that the A's have. The A's could use some more stability, and Drew Rachinski definitely offers that, I believe. So, uh, and then they got, you know, the... We'll go over some of the, the rotation candidates on Friday's episode because the A's have a lot of rotation candidates and I don't know who's actually going to make it, but I'm very intrigued and I'm going to be pushing for certain guys all winter, or I mean, up until spring training and through spring training until opening day. So uh, the next three months, you're going to be hearing a lot about Adrian Martinez and how I want him in the A's rotation. I don't know how to get him there, but I want him there because uh, I want, assuming that he... Added a two-seamer. Let's throw that out there. He needs to add a two-seamer, and then he's going to be in the rotation. But let's talk about Drew, Ch Drew Rachinsky. Wow, that's a tongue twister. Uh, Fangraphs has a piece up uh, currently. It's It was published 
a few days ago saying that Rachinsky has been the best cumulative pitcher in the KBO for the last four seasons. The best. He's at the top five in like all the stats that you want. Innings pitched, ERA, FIP, uh, K percentage, walk percentage, and there's one other one. But uh, he's top five in the KBO the last four seasons in those four stats. He's, he's like number one in a bunch of those too. So he's been great. Uh, in those four seasons, he had a 306 ERA in 732 and two thirds innings pitched. Uh, I know it's the KBO. So a, a 306 ERA, you're not like, wow, that's great. Uh, but still that's very consistent. And he did a, an excellent job for four straight years in it in a new, you know, location. Not, not just like, oh yeah, he went to a new team. No, he was in Korea. He did great. So there's that. Also, last season he had a 297 ERA in 193 innings, 193 and two thirds innings pitched last year. So uh, he is also coming off of a, a very solid season. He's been very consistent in each of his four seasons. And uh, I, I wanna know like what has changed from his approach. Uh, it from when he was with the Marlins last in 2018, uh, he, when he was with the Marlins, he was a reliever and he threw 35 and a third innings pitched. He had a 4.33 ERA. He was throwing 94 four years ago. So we're coming up on a fifth year. Is he holding steady with that velocity or has he you know, done some other stuff? I don't know. But I want to know, and I'm very intrigued. Um, also, he's he's aged a little bit. He's 33 now, uh, or going to be 33 for this season. Uh, he's also 80. He was 86 in the 86th percentile in extension, which is a stat that I like, and I think the A's also like it because it it's basically how far is your release point, like how close is your release point to home plate? How far are you extending? See, see why it's called extension? There you go. Uh, and it, it allows a pitcher's fastball to creep up on guys and play up a little bit more so that 94 could look like 96. And uh, that's something that I think that the A's kind of look at when going after pitchers as well. Um, he, he's made 30 plus, star I mean, he made 30 starts, 30 starts, 30 starts, and then 31 starts uh, in each of these four seasons in the KBO. And that's very impressive. That's very consistent, very durable, and that's what the A's are going for. If he's also lights out, that's great, but if he puts up, like, you know, a four ERA, I'm sure that they would be stoked about that. A $3 million pitcher that they got from the KBO who was league average and was made a start every fifth day, that's something that the A's could, could go for right now as well. They, they made an addition to the bullpen. Where is he going to fit in? I don't know. Trevor May? Is he going to be the closer? Is he going to be the setup man? I don't know. But I like Trevor May quite a bit. We had a conversation on Christmas. <laughs> and by conversation, I mean we tweeted at each other back and forth twice. And uh, he, he's, he likes baking, apparently. So Trevor, uh, come on the podcast. We'll talk about baking. And also he released a, a podcast where he played Dungeons and Dragons. This guy is fascinating. Trevor, I don't know much about either of those topics, but let's banter. Come on the podcast. <laughs> Maybe I'll be, I'll have my people talk to your people. Maybe we'll do that. Uh, but the, the comp that Fangraphs had, oh, not really a comp. It was more of a, here's a guy that's done some good things in the KBO and is now doing good things in baseball, in, in Major League Baseball. That's 
not really a comp, but uh, Merrill Kelly is the guy that I'm alluding to here. He's currently with the Diamondbacks. He had a, a very, very good 2022 season. He's a little bit younger. They're, I think they're the same age now, uh, but he he's had ERAs of 442, 259. At 259 was 2020, so small sample size. Uh, 444 in 2021, and then a 337 ERA last season with the Arizona Diamondbacks, becoming... Maybe their ace outside of Zach Gallen? Maybe with Zach Gallen? So Merrill Kelly was very, very good. He also had worse numbers in the KBO than the A's new signee, Drew Rachinsky, by like, I think his ERA was like a full run higher. So, uh, well, I'm intrigued, is all I'm saying. There, there's also been guys that have come over and not performed as well. Uh, Chris Flexen, I believe, uh, of the Seattle Mariners, he just came over last year. I think it was last year. And he had a he had a pretty good season, not the best season, but a pretty good season. That kind of a guy is somebody that the A's could use uh, for 2023 and maybe 2024. So I'm very interested to see how the signing works out. Uh, people are saying, I don't know if he's going to make the rotation. He's going to make the rotation. It, it, it looks pretty. He's making roughly three times as much as anybody else in the rotation. I'm pretty sure he's going to be in the rotation. Um, or, I mean, if he's a bullpen option, sure, that's great too. He can pitch every day then. That's how arms work, right? It won't fall off. He's fine. <laughs> so I'm I'm very invested in the Drew Ruchinsky storyline and the redemption arc of, uh, you know, after that the Marlins cast him away and whatnot. And speaking of uh, former Marlins, the A's signed a former Marlin to a minor league contract, and I did actually write about this on Inside the A's and how they might be trying to turn Jake Fishman into the next Sam Mole. Uh, I, it might not be, like, the most captivating, like, storyline, but these are the things that fascinate me because they have similar pitch uh, mixes. Sim there's a lot of similarities there, and I think that uh, Jake Fishman could be the next Sam Mole. So go ahead and check that out over at Inside the A's and uh, do all that. Also, with the Drew Rachinsky news, uh, there's also some Zach Logue news. Uh, that was that he was DFA'd, uh, so he is he was DFA'd, and then it was claimed by the Tigers. I wrote about that over at Inside the A's as well. Um, so that, that stinks. I like Zach Logue. He gave up a lot of home runs in 2022, and I was I'm hoping that... He, he has a better shot at making the big leagues and uh, also not giving up as many home runs because uh, Detroit, big ballpark. So he might be okay in Detroit. We'll, we'll see, I guess. Uh, anyways, coming up on Friday's show, again, we're at three days a week now. So Friday's show, uh, we're going to be talking about just some, some of the guys in the rotation, some of the rotation options. Uh, maybe we'll even piece together a rotation. We'll see. We'll see where the day takes us. How about that? But uh, that is all that I got for you guys today. Thank you so much for making Locked On A's your first listen today. Now, go make Locked On Sports today your second listen. Uh, host Peter Bukowski brings you the biggest stories from around the sports world in 20 minutes. Get the analysis and opinions before anybody else with our local and national experts and insiders. Locked On Sports Today podcast is available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, also, if you go back one episode, it's in our feeds because they gave us their year-end episode to play on Monday for the day after Christmas because uh, it would have been mean to make us record on the day after Christmas. So thank you to Locked On for doing that. And it provided excellent content for everybody to consume. So go check out that episode. It's literally in our feed. Go back one and you can go listen to the Locked On Sports Today podcast that way as well. But that's all that I got for you guys today. T on uh, 
Friday's episode, we're talking about the starting rotation because there's a bunch of dudes and I am so thrilled. You know I love pitching. I love pitching. But that's all that I got for you guys today. So until next time, go out and celebrate good times, Oakland. And I will talk at you tomorrow or Friday.